Hey everyone, this is your girl Amber and this is Reaching Your Potential. In this episode, I'm going to be telling you guys about my first week in my new OT job. So yes, I am now working as an OT. Very, very excited to even tell you guys about this. I'll be explaining the setting that I'm working at, especially the population I'm working with and everything else in between with the few days that I have been working as a new OTRL. So let's get started. Okay, so let's get right into it. So as I mentioned before, I am now an OTRL, a hired OT in an outpatient slash home health setting. It's pretty interesting the way that they describe it, but it's basically outpatient where you're doing house calls and the population, which is my favorite population ever, is geriatrics. I have patients who are ranging from as young in their 50s to as old as 91. Um, I love it. <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know. I love working with older adults. I feel like they have so much wisdom and so much to give. They have great words of advice and they're awesome to talk to. So for those who don't like older adults or don't like the geriatric population, I really do want to give you guys a piece of advice. Just try it out. Like, I don't know. Some people just like, oh, older adults, they smell. They're like cranky. You have to go in with an open mind and some type of optimistic mindset because they have a lot to give. Even the cranky ones have some type of niceness in them. You just have to find it. But anyway, I'm rambling. I love geriatrics and I actually do enjoy this setting a lot. So um, I'm working in, as I said, I'm working outpatient slash home health kind of feel, geriatric population. And with that, um, I have just experienced my first week as an OT for real. And it's pretty interesting. It is not the same thing as if I was in field work. It's now reality. <laughs> like I'm an actual an adult with an OT job, which is kind of scary. But, you know, that's just going to be my life for a while. And it's okay. So during my first week, what I like about my job, first of all, is that they don't just throw you into the fire with your cases they kind of ramp you up until you feel comfortable of fulfilling a whole caseload, which I liked. So I started out my first day having three cases, doing three evals. And I had to go to the people's homes and doing evaluations by myself. And it was very scary at first, you know, knocking at someone's door and saying like, hey, I'm your OT. And I'm like this young kid, you know what I mean? So um, beforehand, I had to call them and let them know that I'm going to be the occupational therapist and try to figure out when they're available for me to come for an initial eval. So we've figured that out. And 
I went to their home and did the eval. So the funny thing is that one of my patients, she is 91. And when I first met her, we were talking and whatnot. And I saw that her date of birth was close to mine. So I told her, I'm like, hey, like my birthday's in November too. Like that's so cool. And her daughter was around for the initial eval. And she asked me how old I was. She's like, so how old do you turn? And I'm like, oh, I'm pretty young. And she's like, oh, like, just say. And I told her, like, I turned 24. And she said, there's no way you're 24. You look so young. You can be a senior in high school. (laughs) And to be honest, I get that a lot because I do look young. But at the end of the day, I went to school for this. I graduated my bachelor's and my master's. I passed my boards and I'm certified and licensed to this field. So I am qualified. And um, I, of course, I had to make that known that, yeah, I may be young, but, you know, I'm still learning, but I'm also qualified to treat your mom for occupational therapy. And I felt like that gave so much um confidence for them and me because I wasn't just going out there and being nervous about my qualifications and I think that's one big tip for sure is during your OT job you might get intimidated during those times where you are the one treating your patients you're not underneath your supervisor or your CI's name when you're doing documentation everything is on you So you have to have confidence in your clinical judgment. You have to have confidence in what you see is going to be beneficial for your client and advocating for yourself and advocating about why you want to see them a specific amount of time per week is important. And having some, having a reason behind that is really big. So it was really scary at first you know when I first met the patient but of course I came in tried my best to you know gain rapport show them that hey I'm here for you we're gonna get through this and I'm going to help you reach your goals that was my main thing and I just wanted to make sure that they understood that before I left the house because I'm going to be treating them for some time and we're going to gain this rapport and this relationship um for a long period of time so um I only had three evals during my first day which I thought like okay that's not too bad but the part that killed me (laughs) was documentation now I understand that during field works we always are doing documentation and the first couple of days it does get stressful because everybody has their own procedure everybody has their own different documentation style all that stuff but with this one in general before I even got my evals I had orientation and they went over all these different documentations and the different tabs that you have to click on and type out and all this stuff and with my director I had another meeting with her to go over documentation again. So this was the first time that I had to do documentation by myself, doing evals or doing evaluation documentation and prepare myself to sign off my first document. That is like so scary to even think about, right? 
So I'm doing my eval and I felt that I was like doing everything the way that I saw, right? I saw a client and I felt like, hey, he has deficits and all these things. I'm going to check box all of them and we're going to make goals and all this other great stuff, right? But I realized how long it was taking me to do just one eval. It was taking me over an hour and <laughs> I know if I continue doing that, it was not going to work out. I was going to be stressed out. And I already had three evals. You know, I, I can't be going at that pace. I would never finish and I'll be stressed out. So I have a mentor, which I think is really amazing to have. You have to have a mentor, especially during your beginning phase as an OT grad or even as a new OT. I'm very, very fortunate that my job does have a mentorship program. So I do have a mentor who checks up on me that reviews my documentation with me and is just a great support system during my beginning stages. So I will talk to her all the time. We'll text, we'll chat. And um, when I was going over my documentation, I was just telling her like, girl, I am stressed. This is too much. You know, like I don't remember being this stressed out during field work when I do documentation. But of course, documentation during field work versus your actual job are two different experiences. So she just kept on, you know, ensuring me, validating my emotions, but also letting me know it's okay. We've all been through it, but you're going to get through it. It's going to get easier. Don't worry. And um, I was just stressed out. I felt like I was taking forever doing all three evals. But the next day, my director was going over my documentation with me. She asked me, which one was the hardest one? We'll go over that together. And we did, but it took the whole meeting to finish the documentation and I was so tired. And um, she's like, oh my gosh, Amber, you just signed off your first note. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I should be happy about that. Like, I, I don't know if I should be happy about that at all. But she reassured me, of course, again, just like my mentor, telling me that it's okay it is going to be difficult at first, but you're going to get practice over and over again during the next few weeks. So by the time the fifth, sixth, seventh week comes through, you're going to be a natural. You'll be fine. And I'm like, okay, fine. So she gave me pointers about, you know, ways I can improve my documentation. And that really did help me my second day when I had two more evals to do. Went to the home, did everything I had to do, and I definitely spent less time with those evals, which was a confidence booster for sure. Because if I <laughs> if I didn't change the way that I was doing it the first day, I would have been stressed out the whole time. So it was just really nice to see that, you know, I have supportive colleagues in my job. For sure, because if I didn't, I probably would have feel like I'm alone during this time and probably wouldn't think that this would be the right place for me. So I'm very thankful for my mentor, very grateful for my supervisor, and also very, very grateful for my colleagues as well. Not just OT colleagues, but my PT colleagues too. So we all are a part of a team and there are some PTs that 
work with my patients already. So getting to know them, being introduced to them, and just letting me know that they're always here if I need a question answered or if I want to discuss something about a patient, they're always free to talk. And that's just great to hear because sometimes I just need to know things, (laughs) especially if I never met that patient before and we are sharing services with that patient. So I think that's really awesome. Overall, I'm very excited to just grow from, you know, this first week of OT stuff and my new OT job. This weekend, I actually organized myself and printed out so many different resources to help me with my documentation, figuring out ICD codes. Oh my gosh, like that's just a whole nother story within itself. But it's pretty cool to now have everything starting to make sense. And sooner or later, I'm going to have a nice routine going. And I'm just really excited to see what's to come for sure. I definitely have to get used to wearing all that PPE. Um, I'm already used to wearing a mask. I think all of us should be used to wearing (laughs) masks. But especially for this job, since I am going into my client's homes, I have to wear a mask or goggles or the, um, the face shield. So I decided to wear the face shield and the mask. But of course, those two don't mix. Okay, my whole shield was fogging up. Couldn't see, couldn't see my patient. So I had to kind of like clean it in a way that allows me to see. It was just a mess. But you know, it's okay. We will figure it out. We will get through it. (laughs) We will get through it. I just know that I'm going to learn from this experience. And I'm very excited to see where I will be in the few weeks to come. Because I'm fairly new. I'm about to enter my second week, and this will actually be my first full week as an OT. So I started on a Thursday, and I only had to work Thursday, Friday. And the beautiful part about this job is that I can make my schedule. So I don't have to work on weekends if I don't want to. But of course, if I have to see a client, I'll have to make it work. But either or, I have a certain quota that I have to meet per week, And as long as I meet it within the days that I want, then I don't have to work some of the days, which is great. So I worked on Thursday, Friday, because that's where I started. And starting up will be um, this next week, I will be starting my, um, my next week. So I'm very excited to get started uh, on a full week of caseloads, doing treatment, and probably having some evaluations here and there. But I just know this is a journey and this is going to be very exciting because I worked so hard to get here. And I hope that you enjoy whatever stories that I come up with um, for future episodes. If I feel that it's going to be applicable for the podcast, I would definitely speak on it. But, you know, of course, keeping everything confidential, not telling anybody the names. I'll just talk about them in terms of, like, diagnosis or whatever. 
just for educational purposes and also keeping HIPAA up there because you know HIPAA is very important when you're working with clients in a health professional setting but that's all I got for you guys today I hope this was helpful or even encouraging and inspiration to those who are preparing to get into the OT field congrats to those who just passed their OT exam I'm very very proud of y'all you guys are doing the thing keep it up and to those who are just missed the mark like trust me i know how you feel like i was there okay if you did not hear my story watch the episode on my mbc ot story because it will encourage you that you can't give up and i know you can do it if i can do it you can do it so i believe in you don't give up you got it But if you guys have any questions, any comments, or any concerns about anything I have mentioned, definitely hit me up. You guys know my Instagram, reaching.your.potential. Email me at reachingyourpotential96 at gmail.com. And also, if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, rate the podcast. Please, please, please give it five stars. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Recommend it to a friend. Whatever you do, please help out this podcast. Let it grow. And we are going to grow and grow and reach our potential the best way possible. All right? This is your girl, Amber, with Reaching Your Potential. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.